This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Slapshot. The nineteen seventy-seven film starring Paul Newman. That's the only person you know. And uh, <laughs> directed by George Roy Hill and written by Nancy Dowd. This movie was written by a woman, folks. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. Um, this movie was uh, surprisingly chosen by me. Um, I have a long history of this. I obviously didn't watch it when it came out in the theaters. But uh, when, I, <laughs> when I was a young boy and discovered hockey, uh, this is the... There was like two hockey movies that I know of. There was this and Youngblood. And, uh, <laughs> Rob Lowe. Yeah, Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves. But we're not talking about that, because that movie's not that good. This one is. And uh, me and best friend Adam, we rented this as a sleepover at his house. And him and his brother, we all watched it. And oh my god, we were laughing the entire movie. Uh, well, every second of it. And as I've gone on through like I like I said, it's written by Nancy Dowd, who a lot of this is based on team that she used to follow her brother is a player uh, a lot of these guys like the Hansons and stuff they're actual players the names are changed up a bit but these are all like players who played in the some had like cups cups of coffee in the NHL but a lot of them played in the in the minors what's and stuff what's a cups of coffee huh I mean I'm a big sports guy so I know what's a cups of coffee but you tell you tell us <laughs> oh okay you tell the audience all right, well, for an audience, you don't know. That's when you say in sports, when you just made up to the bigs just long enough. Basically, you got in the clubhouse, you got a cup of coffee, played one game, and then you go back. Yeah. <laughs> You're barely up. You get up, you play like one or two games, if that. Sometimes you won't even get in a game. You just been called up, and that's not, I guess, for the term. You came into the clubhouse, you had some, something to drink, and wore the uniform, yeah. and then that's about it. So, so for cl- clarification, Alex... When it, it happens to a single athlete, it's just a cup of coffee. Yeah. You, you get cup, that, that cup, Not cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get a cups of coffee. <laughs> a cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rum uh, and Cokes. So that's my history with it. Uh, Scott, Alex, did you guys watch it before this week? I, yes. Same, but a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Basically because uh, you and your brother Brian... When, uh, That's his name? Podcast, Brian. <laughs> podcast guest, Brian. Uh, yeah, you always keep talking about Slapshot and everything. And I'm, and then I finally went to look for it. And I was like, Paul Newman's in this? What the hell? And then I saw the movie, and it was it's great. I love this movie. All right. I'm interested to see if people who aren't hockey fans, how they're going to feel towards it. So, mm-hmm. All right. Scott? Um, I, I want to say that. I like rented this one time or, or something like that on DVD, like in the early days of DVDs. Um, this was something they they got on there, and I remembered almost none of it <laughs> going into. Like I kind of I kind of remembered how the movie ended. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> very memorable. But that was like that was a, and and kind of the general premise of what was going to happen. Um, that was about it. So. Uh, 
yeah, it was it was a little bit of a <laughs> of a shock, like some of the stuff I didn't remember. <laughs> All right, yeah, and uh, as much as I love Star Wars, I love hockey even more. So just to have this movie and in, in this is if you go to, if you look at my uh, I'm this is a seven. If you go to the top of my uh, thing, <laughs> it's Star Wars: The Slap Shot. I can't. They're just that connect. So I'm obviously going to come from this as a very. Uh, the whole movie is a top seven list, but let's get into it. Um, mm-hmm. As we do, we rank, uh, we come up with our seven favorite moments from the movie. And, uh, or just, I don't know, you know what it is. Seven moments. And uh, mine is the brownies look bad. That was the last movie. Let me go down. <laughs> <laughs> you have the right list. This is your movie. They did look terrible in this. Yeah. All right. These are all going to be good. There's nothing bad about this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say... It, you it know what I heard it, about the brownies? You're so pussy. It hasn't aged well, I would say, as long with some of the homophobic slurs no. in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Some of them. Yeah, it's a, it's a movie of its time, as people like to say. But anyway, I'm not going to mention that. The Number seven, The Legend of Ogie Oglethorpe. I love... <laughs> how they mention him and they mention him and they mention him and then with this big reveal at the end of the movie um just awesome Ogle and just Ogie Oglethorpe Ogie oh, Oglethorpe Ogie Oglethorpe yeah Oglethorpe Thorpe um, <laughs> Oglethorpe Oglethorpe yeah, I actually <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a bunch of this movie this episode is gonna take forever we in a I was at work and this guy was giving this presentation about computers history of databases i don't know some boring ass <laughs> shit and the guy's like oh then uh so-and-so um mr oglethorpe and i and not even skipping to be i go oglethorpe <laughs> and everyone looked at me like i was <laughs> had a stroke or something and yeah so oh man i've had those moments i feel you jeff <laughs> But anyway, I like how they mention his name and they're talking about how what a crazy goon he is. And they're all scared, and then the little stick boy's like, "Oh, he's not playing; he's suspended." And they're all, "Thank Christ!" And then they mention him later on about him being arrested and all that stuff. And then finally, mm-hmm. when, <laughs> guys, it's him! Oh God! And they show him skating out with his giant afro. And I, I didn't realize until this time he's credited. His last name is Dowd too. So I'm wondering if this is the writer's brother. I'm yeah, not sure, I know. he is. Is it? Okay. He, yeah, the whole movie is pretty much based on uh, his experiences through his sister's eyes because she was following the team. Okay. I, I so knew he that was, was happening. Was, I didn't know that was Oglethorpe, though. He was pretty much uh, in real life uh, wait, like oh. Paul Newman's character that his team was folding and he was kind of depressed and he was telling his sister all this stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Oglethorpe? I thought the Ned character was supposed to be like her brother. Yeah, but in real life... He played, yeah. Her her real brother played Oglethorpe. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, that's my number seven. Nice. Ogie uh, Ogie Oglethorpe. That's just a good name to say. <laughs> yeah. Ogie Oglethorpe. All right. Uh, Scott. No, Alex. Number two. My, my number seven. Number seven. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that every once in a while? Wait, I just, just, you, just you, you got somewhere like, to be, oh, Jeff. Idiot. <laughs> no, you're like you're going number two. You're the second person. That's why I said that. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, every once in a while, like I feel like 
just watching an old-fashioned movie and and whatnot. And this one, it's not that. It, it's probably <laughs> no, yeah, it is because it's definitely. I think it's just the film that they used to have to use back then, like the highest quality film, whatever that they used. But it gives it that look. Just I don't know uh, what what it is about it. Just that feel of the seventies. It's not even like Paul Newman's ridiculous fucking outfits in the entire <laughs> film, or or all the everybody's hiked up their jeans up to their belly buttons and stuff, or even the afros to the language or everything. It's all of that, but it's just something about the film quality and the visuals that just screams seventies, and it's it's really it's really cool to me. I really like that vibe. Yeps. Like, you watch Dazed and Confused, and that was made, what, in the 90s? But it was set, like, in the 60s and yeah. 70s. And it doesn't feel, I mean, with you got the, the setting and the cars and the clothes of the 60s or the 70s. But it doesn't really feel like one of those films because they didn't use the same type of film to film it. That's my number seven. All right. Okay. Sounds good. No, I agree. It's... It's kind of like how they're doing now with Stranger Things, where you're you're putting the '80s through a filter of how you remembered it, but not actually how it was. And that's, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Scott, number seven. Uh, I have written down, <laughs> and I've and I've done this with plenty of other movies, but I felt strongly about it. So here we go. The fucking oh, '70s. Yeah. What generation do you like? Or, I don't yeah. know. I was thinking about that today. <laughs> like, if, if you know, like, no, he doesn't like the '80s. So I'm, yeah. I'm cool with like the '50s. <laughs> All right. Or, or anything yeah, like the before 50s that. '50s were the cat's pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> like stuff for the bee's knees. Uh, but like after that, so I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what the '60s looks like off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, the '70s, the it's '80s, Mad the Man. '90s, they're all terrible. <laughs> Um, you don't like the forties? Forties are okay. It's just just a bunch of war. Um, oh, yeah. Fucking seventies. But yeah, but just <laughs> all the like the outfits, the bell bottom, everything. It was like it, just, it was like it, music wasn't bad. Show. Like some of the music wasn't bad, but like the, the yeah, like the bell bottoms and the those. Fucking floral print shirts and like the uh, Paul Newman wearing the platform shoes. Oh my god! Like I couldn't t- and it, like some of his outfits with like the the leather jacket and the leather pants. Like I, it was like <laughs> it was taking great. me. It was taking it was me like out a, of the movie. Like I couldn't like, like take it even great, seriously. Big caramel man. Yeah. Wait, it's awesome. It's part of its charm. Yeah, um, I agree. In the '70s, <laughs> part of it was cool just to see the like older hockey. Where none of them have helmets. Well, almost none of them have helmets. Mm-hmm. Like they barely have pads. You get a skull cap yeah. every once in a while. That's fucking insane to me. But yeah, Leah, <laughs> Leah came in while I was watching a movie. She's like, "Wait a minute, why don't they have helmets? Is that a movie thing?" It's like, no. <laughs> Back then, they were not required. When Jeff, question, hockey yeah. question for you. I don't know. When when was like the last guy to not wear a helmet? When did he leave the NHL? Well, it's Craig McTavish, and it's into the '90s. So, like, okay. he was on the oh, Rangers, shit, really? Yeah, he was on the Rangers when they won in '94. He probably played a couple more years. So, mid '90s, he was definitely the last guy. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't damn. know when helmets became mandatory, though. Like, I know I thought it was in the '90s. 
No, it was in the 80s because oh, most of the guys in the 80s had them, just the older guys. And McTavish kind of, he was the last last guy. And then there was the referees didn't have to wear them too. And Kerry Frazier, I believe, was the last referee who didn't wear the helmet. Well, I think it was because of this movie that organ players in hockey stadiums had to wear helmets. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's so awesome. That was weird. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, 70s. So, uh, <laughs> the fucking 70s. Yeah, the fucking 70s. Like the, I can't believe people played hockey like that. Jesus know, Christ. That's insane. Like even oh, the goalie, like, awesome. like the goalie's pads weren't even like that. Uh, it's yeah. just nuts. And like the Hansons, they just have like glasses on. Like, yeah. it's scary to me. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. and uh, but yeah, just the outfits and the stuff. It was it was making it hard to watch at points. Yeah. That's Disagree. <laughs> All right, that's fine. My number six is uh, the bar scene. So this is after one of the games, I don't remember, and everyone's kind of doing their own thing. And then uh, Ned and his wife get into a fight. It is really bullshit. And then Paul Newman interrupts. (laughs) You're right, he's bullshit. And then he starts yelling at him. What is she getting mad at me for? Ah, she's just scrapping. (laughs) As this argument's going on... one of the fans at the bar that comes up to him is like, you need to work on the power play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, ah. <laughs> That's the this day that we'll always do. And then it turns into the whole, this is where, you know, some of the homophobic stuff comes in. It's like, maybe he's maybe he's a fag. Oh, no, he's got a big cock like a horse. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's funny. That, that's funny because it's coming from the, from Denis. <laughs> yeah. He has yeah, horse like romantic. Cock. Yeah. yeah. Are you crazy? He's got a huge cock, like a horse. I guess in the seventies, gay guys didn't like big cocks. I don't know. Oh yeah, you couldn't be gay if you had a big cock. I think mm. that's what he's getting at. And, oh yeah, uh, that's the one. Yeah, Denis Lemieux. So that whole scene, it just and like I mean, it's more seventies vibe. Like that looks like what a seventies bar would look like, and and then he hits on his wife, and he, but he gets Denis to bet on him and everything like that. So. <laughs> But the main thing is the guy interrupted him to tell me he needs to work on the power play. Was, <laughs> oh, that was gold. such a... It's like, what? <laughs> he never uh, even faces cameras. Yeah, Paul Newman said, oh, all right, yeah. yeah. And I think it's the same scene where they're reading the uh, like the Dickie Dunn's uh, news report. And, and all of a sudden they mention Denny Lemieux's name. And he just like steals the paper away from him. And then starts reading it and translating it in French for the other guy <laughs> on the team. Denny yeah, yeah. Lemieux... Tabernacle. Yeah, yeah. Early on in the movie, that the other French guy, I, I heard the tabernacle. <laughs> yeah, tabernacle. All right, that's my number six. Uh, I don't know who's going next. Scott, Alex, number six. Alex, number six. Uh, when, <laughs> uh, what's her face? Uh, Lily, right? The wife. Yes. Who's wife? Yeah. Driving like a fucking bat out of hell in that giant blue van, like <laughs> doing moguls off the hills in Charlestown. That was insane. That was in a really Char- good stunt driving. Charlestown. Yeah, that's how they say it. It's weird. I know it's a fiction. It's a fictional town, but they always pronounce it Charlestown. 
No, but it said Charleston most of the movie. Yeah, it's no, movie. they said Charlestown. Uh, I, I disagree, Alex. I think it goes back and forth uh, a little bit. But, I yeah. agree, Alex. But yeah, her, her driving when she's mad is a, a delight to watch, but it'd be terrifying being inside that van. <laughs> I'm really going off the deep end. Oh, you don't look <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so she takes a huge jump right after that line, Jeebus. <laughs> so, so Lily is played by Lindsay Krauss, and uh, this ties into Kroll of all movies. Oh, uh, what? Should I stop? <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> Kroll, you say? Yeah, Kroll. Uh, Lindsay Krauss dubbed over Lisette Anthony for that movie, so she was the voice of the princess. Oh wow! Oh, Kroll, really? yes. Hmm. Fun bit of trivia. Hmm. There it is. Um, I wonder what the real princess sounded like. Arnold Schwarzenegger? British. <laughs> British. Too British. Do you guys have anything more to say about Lily or no? Um, <laughs> not not directly on my list, no. Yeah, me either. She was, other than I thought it was she was supposed to be like a drunk, but she didn't really look or act drunk. She just seemed kind of pissed off. Yeah, yeah, I didn't right. think she was a drunk, just pissed off. She was bored and hated being in that town, mm-hmm. so she turned to drinking. But no, I mean, I, I get say, that, but like as as an act, like her performance, like uh, she yeah. never struck me as being drunk. Well, then she puts on makeup, and Ned falls in love with her again. But because yeah. um, she looks I, like Cher, <laughs> yeah. I will say that as much as I love this movie, I do nowadays when I watch it, I fast forward through all the scenes with her and Paul Newman. Like I don't care about it; just move on. So I always wondering there is a negative. It's kind of like when I watch Empire Strikes Back and when the Luke and Yoda are training. I'm like, all right, I know, force, force, what? force. But yeah, I fast forward to it. It's the best. It's like the montage almost yeah. without being a montage. Okay. And then there's mm-hmm. one. Uh, since you guys mm-hmm. said you didn't do it, I hope I don't steal anybody's here. <laughs> when they're in the park, she's at the park bench, and Paul Newman walks up to her, and she's like, "What's the deal with that?" dog or whatever oh you saved a bunch of people good for fucking him or whatever no she said fuck him yeah well she fuck hates him. this town She's yeah like, oh, that's the dog that saved charlestown from the flood oh fuck him but then he says lily jesus there's been 12 murders in this park she goes well i didn't do it oh that was great <laughs> yeah it was like it was like two like two rapes and like three murders or something like that yeah, yeah. i didn't do it uh, that was awesome all right, now it's Scott's turn. Yeah. Number six. All right. Uh, my number six is uh, this is kind of a weird performance from, from Paul Newman. Uh, and he's just his character in this movie. Um, where on one hand, he's like kind of a sociopath. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he gave off those Dennis vibes, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and then... This is higher up on my list, but... Yeah. Yeah. But then on the other hand, he's like... He kind of wants to do the right thing by the end of the movie. Um, it was just weird and just... I was, like, constantly, like, gleefully, like, enjoying, like, all the violence around him. Um, even though he, like, hates it, so it's kind of weird, like, thing there. He comes to hate it anyways. Um, yeah, just all the, the weird dialogue. Um, like, it just felt kind of disjointed. Like, some of the editing in this movie was a little weird, too. Um, and it would always just be like, it would like jump back to him, uh, like driving a car or something like that. Um, that's what they did in the seventies. Yeah, I guess. 
but yeah, just just a weird. And then he's older. I will give him props for. Seems like he could skate. Like I don't know if he could play like full speed hockey, but he had no problem like navigating the ice for most of the scenes he was in. Mm. Um, and it was difficult to spot like a stunt double for most of it. Um, you could pick it out in a couple places, but for the most part, he was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I can't even after watching the movie, I still can't decide whether I like his character or not. Um, I love him. <laughs> I, I will say, I don't even know if I've seen another Paul Newman movie. Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe yeah, uh, you've seen The Sting. I haven't. Sting was also directed by uh, George Hill. Yeah, and Butch Cassidy and Sunday yep. Kim. I was gonna say I think I've seen Butch. I know I've seen Butch Cassidy. Maybe not the whole thing, but most of it. Was that like a like when your dad's? It was. I think we were stuck in the cabin, and he made us watch it. <laughs> it's also the only movie uh, Al and Peggy Bundy could agree on. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's my number six. It's just a weird kind of character and performance. And, yeah, he's always just like exuberant and bug-eyed about everything. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> um, I, I'll tell you one. Sorry, go ahead. Well, there is that one scene where, you know, that the town's, you know, they're doing good, so the town's behind him, and he's crossing the street to follow, I think, his his wife or something. And then as he's walking across the street, like, a car goes by and honks a horn and yells, and he turns around and goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as he turns around, he goes, Jesus Christ, wearing me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it is all an act for him, but yeah. Yeah, I like it. The uh, Booster Club. Um <laughs> You talk talk about some of like the homophobic stuff though. How he basically blackmails the one guy, <laughs> like he basically oh, yeah. threatens to out him. Like that was kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, he was kind of uh, it was kind of uh, played uh, for laughs, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't that funny in twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's my number six. All right, my number five, and going off a little bit of what you were saying about how he looked like he can skate, I think this is. Most hockey movies suck as far as filming people playing hockey, and he nails even it Miracle. This. Miracle is probably the second best, but even okay. then, um, I mean Miracle. They, I think Miracle, they got the right. They actually didn't hire actors to play hockey players, with the exception of the goalie. The rest, uh, they were hockey players. And they made act, uh, but I think the director didn't know anything about hockey, so he wasn't really filming good plays like i don't know i love miracle but this but this one i mean a lot of the guys were hockey players like i said but paul newman yeah he's out there skating you can tell um ned brain and all even the big actors they were skating out there and i i love it it just the screens and the, the deflections and everything it just it it's a hockey game and i i love that about it as someone who plays and watches nonstop, um this is by far the best filmed version of hockey they don't try to over glamorize, you know. It's I always want to make it basketball where it's like a last second shot or just these weird, you know. I know my ducks the kids movie, but flying yeah. and all this crazy shit. Like, like no, this do, is... they don't rope another hockey player <laughs> yes. with a lasso. And no one does figure skating moves out there or anything. Yeah. Woo woo, uh, kitty woo. I mean, the fighting is obviously over the top, but the actual hockey itself. I really enjoy it when I watch it. A lot of the stuff, especially like the community, the goalie yelling and you're screaming me, you're screaming me. All that shit is so real. I, I love it. Um, and special props to Paul Newman for pulling that off too. Because like if you watch, I think the one of the worst ones is um, the Russell Crowe one, Mystery Alaska. 
Yeah. Oh. Nice. I mean, you can tell, like, <laughs> when it's him, it's just, like, waist up, and he's just, like, kind of standing there. Then a wide shot of some other dude skating. It's so bad. Um, so, yeah. The hockey is great. The real players. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I don't know if it, I, we mentioned. So, the Hansen brothers were really <laughs> supposed to be the Carlson brothers. And it's all. But they're all, a lot of these guys were the real guys from as you were mentioning from the guy's story, so it's it's rad. Alex, number four, five, five? Number five is, <laughs> I completely forgot, even though I'd seen this movie before, I completely forgot about the intro, and I didn't know why we were making a top five list <laughs> for interviews. <laughs> and then I saw it, it's, oh, it's magic. <laughs> it's so good. They start, <laughs> the, the interview of the movie starts off with just, uh, a host and one of the hockey players, and then they're playing a commercial for like uh, some sort of uh, water, like bottled water service. <laughs> the hockey player's just listening to the commercial, and he just can't take it, so he just has to go off and take a leak, which is very audible. <laughs> and then he comes back, and that's just the beginning of the the um, just the great interplay between him and the. Uh, the guy who's playing the interviewer it's awesome gene Carr. yeah he's like so explain what icing is oh yeah yeah i put my hand up in the air before you know it hits the other guys what happens okay <laughs> what is how you sticking <laughs> he actually demonstrates on him oh it's gold you gotta you gotta watch this scene folks yeah, Even if I, you don't like hockey or 70s movies, just watch the first, seriously, the first, like, 10 minutes of this movie. It's fantastic. You'll be hooked. Yeah. Th- th- I may have more to say about this later. <laughs> All right, Scott, number five. Uh, my number five is, uh, you, you talked about uh, how the overtop violence wasn't really hockey. And, uh, yeah, they 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 went off the, the deep end with some of this stuff. Um <laughs> Like so, it made sense that at one point when the Hansons go into the crowd, that afterwards the police show up. But like at one point, like, like the one guy he has a reputation. What, uh, what's the guy's name? The Ogie Ogle. Not Ogie Ogle. Not Ogie Oglethorpe. Uh, no, uh, the 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 guy with the scarf, the scar on his face. Um, Doctor Hook or whatever. Doctor Hook McCracken. Oh, yeah, Hook McCracken. Yeah. So like. They're like squaring off, or like he's threatening to like like slice people in the eyes with a stick. Like, how would that not be an instant like ejection? Like, if you held it up to somebody's face, like that was it. You'd get kicked out of the game for that shit. Like, am I wrong, Jeff? Maybe Nowadays. not. Maybe not back in the seventies, like right out the bat. But but if you tried to like take a swing with your stick, yeah, you'd be out. But they're like fucking squaring off, like <laughs> with the sticks in the middle of the eyes. Like, I'm like. Oh. There's a scene where he goes for a death blow when he knocks him down, and then he goes with oh, yeah. butt and stab him in the face. But luckily, Killer Carlson gets out of the yeah. way. But yeah, Killer Killer Carlson. Uh, it yeah. Nowadays, yeah, you'd be suspended forever. But back then, I don't even in the seventies, <laughs> you probably forever. would. But I mean, I've seen highlights where they were definitely like you know. And by the way, they mentioned guys like Eddie Shore and Toe Blake. These are all real. These are like old school, like Ty Cobb type players of hockey. And I've mm-hmm. seen 
old footage, and they're swinging sticks at each other. Jesus so I, Christ! I, not quite like a you know like a lightsaber battle, but yeah, definitely <laughs> swinging their sticks well, at each other. It's a more civilized weapon. <laughs> it's an elegant weapon for a more yeah. civilized age, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, that, that's definitely over the top. But, um, so, but it just felt a little uneven. Um, where they. Because like that for this first the first scene with the Hansons, I'll have more so with it later. It's great when they're just fucking going around being goons, but then they're like, it just felt like they take it a little bit too far. Like, <laughs> um, oh, of the guy comes out yeah. Indian headdress. <laughs> no, well, yeah, well, that's a whole other thing. Uh, but the, but no, I just mean like for what the movie was trying to do, like. I, I don't know. Maybe it just felt weird to me. Like I was like, yeah, they didn't need to do that. A couple points with the, the and not. It, it wasn't like I was like, oh, that's too violent. It just felt like too much. Um, I mean, they did put a bounty on his head. They did put a bounty on his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so, cocksucker. You suck as cock. much as I as much as I can get. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So that's a good retort. Anyways, that's that's my number five. Is that the mm. they went a little too far with it. Fair enough. My number four is Pervy Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking moose. Um, Audible mention to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so is that, uh, is that guy like a big time actor? No, because he looks so familiar. He was in. He's... He was. He was in uh, the Untouchables. Untouchables. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That would be the only thing that I think people would know him for. That's that's what I recognize him from. But uh, Pervy Mo, like I said, I saw this as a twelve-year-old, so he's making all the you know the funny boob and uh, vagina jokes and everything. Oh, fucking hilarious! <laughs> I know a good bar here. Fuck the barmaid last trip. Yeah. <laughs> the so I just on. walk in, and then all of a sudden, she's rubbing her boobs right <laughs> up to my coat. You know, nipples hard as little rocks. Yeah. <laughs> she's. <laughs> This girl, underwater specialist. <laughs> that was the best. Well, my favorite was when they when they first learned about going to Florida. I forget exactly what he says, but it was like, "I want some snatch by the pool." It's like it's like they've got like beautiful like snatch down there, or glorious snatch, or something like that. So like, so I'll go to the pool. I want this by the pool. I want this by the pool. Then he just goes, I want some snatch by the pool. Yeah. <laughs> and then they toast. And he goes, here's to all that beautiful snatch. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. FLA. Yeah, that was the uh, line. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the entire movie's doing it. And then I actually mentioned this, I think, in our list of top uses of the word or top swears. But when, when Paul Newman tells the goalie that his wife's a lesbian... And the whole thing happens, and in the locker room, and he goes, "Reg, what did you say to him?" I told him his wife was a dyke. No, yeah. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh, that was, you know, how you guys reround the, uh, whatever. God damn it, <laughs> Alex, you and Brian. Yeah, forgetting we're we're friends. <sighs> if somebody said my wife was a dyke, I would lose it. Yeah, does that make him a fag? Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> um, what was that movie with uh, Ben Stiller and uh, chasing the girl? Oh, uh, Mallrats? No. Oh, ben chasing Stiller. Amy? Ben Stiller. <laughs> Something about Mary? Yes. Oh. Whatever, I'm totally doing on this. Anyway, 
We would have that scene over and over again with him just going, fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a good F word. Yeah. Uh, just all of his <laughs> scenes in here. When the, when they're in that, the, uh, the, the ice capades or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they got to cover up them jugs with all them feathers. <laughs> yeah, brothers, yeah. This yeah, ain't art. Cut up, cut up the others right there so you can see their thighs more. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You make me sick when you talk, Morris. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't art. This is sex. <laughs> he's he's almost got a uh, Gene Simmons grade tongue right there. <laughs> so so uh, peel back the curtain real quick. I uh, <laughs> I watched this at work, and uh, <laughs> why did you do that? Oh, it's my my monitor uh, faces a wall. Nobody can really see it. <laughs> And I didn't know the shit was coming, Jesus. but here's the, well, Jesus saw everything. But, uh, I didn't know when I was starting to watch this movie, otherwise I might not have. Uh, <laughs> there's another scene too that I was like, oh shit, I'm like fast forwarding it as fast as possible. Like, uh, but yeah, that, that Mo towards the end of the movie, he leans back towards his like locker, I guess, and there's like a bunch of nude pinups behind him <laughs> that I don't know if I, well, it's that they could be noticed there earlier in the movie, but yeah. anyway, probably just like in Die Hard. Well, there was also Ralphie's mom's. You see her boobs hanging out for like ten minutes. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh. Are you? Damn it! Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that was her. That's her. Yeah. Jeebus. My mind. Well, no, I'm going to have voter confusion every Christmas now. <laughs> My mind is blown. Um, so anyway, be... <laughs> yeah. every line that Mo says, in the, you know, I don't even think you even see him, see him play hockey in the movie, but he's just walking around. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see him laugh while he's in uniform, but other than that. Yeah. She was an underwater specialist. <laughs> All right. That's my number four. Yep. Alex. My number four is the striptease at the end. It was just, not only was it hilarious, but from a film and a uh, metaphor standpoint, it's just brilliant. They they spend this whole movie being homophobic and talking about fags and, oh, your son looks like a cocksucker to me. Jesus, that's the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then the end of the movie where everybody thinks the guy is a hero is when he's doing a sexy striptease like to everybody. That was just a fantastic. It was the coup de grace of the whole movie. I loved it. And yeah, like the McCracken's like that's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the guy in the booth is like to anybody watching at home. I don't want to give any false impressions about how this is hockey is played because it is not. <laughs> like, yeah. This is not how hockey is played. <laughs> the referees, yeah, McCracken's all mad. It's like, what do you mean? This is hockey. Yeah, that was just amazing. Uh, as a person who's put on hockey gear a thousand times in my life, it is impossible for him to take all that shit off with his skates on like that. But whatever. Even though, he yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> the hip wiggle, the hip wiggle. But like his you... socks come off. If you notice, there's other stuff that. Uh... <laughs> oh, I, I noticed. I do remember as a kid, like, and I I thought it was hilarious at the end when you saw his butt. <laughs> when he's let's not the get into off. let's not get into the mooning scene of this film. <laughs> yeah, and but then the yeah. old lady in the stands who picks up her binoculars <laughs> to look at him. Oh 
my. Yeah, yeah, I love that scene. It's so good. That's pretty good. It really brings the whole film, like, all the themes together. <laughs> and I will say, as a kid, I thought he was going to, like, it was going to be the best fight ever. Because he gets off when he throws, <laughs> you know, hockey, the first thing you do is throw off your glove. So like, that's the first thing he does. I'm like, oh, he's finally going to kick some ass. Okay, he's taking off his jersey. Okay, sometimes people do that in fights. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's just going to take everything off. What are you doing? I'm confused. <laughs> good one, good one. Honorable mention yep. for me. Number four. Alex, Scott. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Jeff, you kind of already mentioned this, uh, but the camera work. Um, as somebody who is a uh, casual hockey fan, um, even I was like, oh wow, like some of the stuff they're doing with the cameras here is pretty cool. Um, even if some of it, like, wasn't real hockey, like, I remember there was one really cool shot, um, I think it's when the Hansons first come out, where they, like, pull the camera backwards in the ice at, like, a low angle, and then the Hansons bring the puck up. Like, I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but, uh, not specifically, but I mean, there's lots of great mm-hmm. shots. Yeah, there was like, yeah, yeah, cool. There was like a lot of cool, like interesting things they were doing, like on the ice, um, like when they're in front of the nets and everything's like really hectic. I thought that was kind of cool, like the fact yeah. that as the audience, you couldn't really see what was going on. Just as you pointed out, Jeff, like that's that's pretty much how the goalie sees it. Like he doesn't fucking know. Like <laughs> he just has to position himself and like hope the defenders are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, or telling yeah, him to hockey, get the fuck. I mean, that's you know, as a forward, you got it. You're supposed to get in front of the goalie so he can't see. And as a defenseman, you're supposed to move him out of the way without getting in your way yourself. And there's lots of communication and stuff. The goalie's constantly yelling at you. So yeah, it's definitely yeah. yeah. So like a lot of the, um, if you know, you know, I couldn't tell like it, it, like how accurate it was as I was watching it um, for most of it. Um, but yeah, I thought they were doing interesting things to, to change it up to kind of keep it fresh every time they went to the to the hockey. Um, I thought they did a good job of that too. Um, where there was just like just enough hockey where it was a, a constant throughout the movie, but it never like the movie never needed it to carry what it was doing. Uh, like in between. So um, anyways, but yeah, I, I, like I said, the, the camera work was cool. I thought. Yep. <laughs> I definitely agree. All right. Uh, my number three <laughs> is, the, the last game where the um, the team, the the bad guys... I forgot the name of the team now. Uh, the Oglethorpes. No, it, yeah, it was the Syracuse... Oglethorpe. Something. Yeah. Well, when they didn't show up, and then <laughs> Gene Carr's like, maybe they're afraid or whatever, and then he goes, oh boy, <laughs> looks like they've made some changes. And his him this is on par. I don't know. I was thinking what's better, this or the Bob Uecker stuff in Major League. I'll probably have to go with Bob Uecker, but this is right up there with it. And him, just every single player reading about how this guy's being deported and that country not expecting him back. <laughs> the can, the can. Well, that's more than most 18 year olds. Yeah, I think it was the Oli Oglethorpe one. But yeah. yeah, how they tried to deport him to Canada and Canada didn't take him, didn't want him. Yeah. yeah. And then so and so has been living in semi seclusion <laughs> ever since the poor Denny Pratt tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, it was pretty I'll good. I'll never forget oh. my interview with him where he called his hockey stick the, the tomahawk and his victims the little scalps. And just <laughs> all these things. And now where he runs a donut shop, 
uh, it is. It's like I said, this is over the top. The guy's dressed up as <laughs> in his head, his Indian headgear. Jeebus. Uh But yeah. just the announcement, and then uh, his. Oh, we talked about Doctor Hook McCracken being able to swiftly pick out an eye with one quick stroke, and just all these things. Uh, and then the unveiling of Oglethorpe. Oh God, he's here. <laughs> Oh, and him just skating out, chomping on his gum. Oh, that's classic. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. There it is. And Gene Carr in general, I guess, just to give a shout out to him. He's pretty good throughout the entire movie. Um, just like I said, I, I would say he's probably, I think Bob Uecker is a little bit better than him. In as far just as a bit movie, outside. <laughs> movie announcers, but he's right up there with him. Yeah. So that's my number three. Uh, I don't know. Someone go. <laughs> My number three <laughs> is the Hansons, and the this Hansons. covers this. This covers yeah a broad spectrum. But my actually my first experience with the Hansons was I was going through a shop, and then I saw some toys, and I saw some hockey toys. I'm like, what the heck? And it just said the Hansons on them from. Slapstick. <laughs> this is before I even saw the movie. I'm like, they McFarland shit. toys. I think they were. Yeah. Those figures. And they looked really cool. I'm like, holy shit. What the? Is McCoy, yeah. They're making, wow. like, really gruesome, like, horror <laughs> um, hockey figures of people. This is, I don't know how this is going to affect the sport or anything. <laughs> and then I saw the movie, and I completely understood what they were going for. It just, these guys are amazing. Like, <laughs> they bring them on. And Paul Newman, of course, un uh, politically correct, says, "Oh, they're, just, they're a bunch of retards." <laughs> yeah, they brought their toys with yeah, them. Yeah, they brought their toy, their suitcase full of toy cars. And the first time I saw the movie, I was like, "What?" It's like this movie's kind of fucked up, right? What? <laughs> I don't know what to think of it or what to make of them. And especially when they, when they started putting on the tinfoil on their. <laughs> <laughs> wrapping it up around the wrist every game and i had, I had n- yeah no idea and uh while i was watching this movie my wife comes in <laughs> she had the same exact thought that i had <laughs> when i was watching the first movie the this movie for the first time it's like what what are they doing with the tinfoil <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh you'll see <laughs> yeah and that just, Jesus Christ, these guys don't leave the bench. I know. <laughs> and it was amazing once they finally get their shot. If if you love 80s movies and you love Commando and over-the-top violence, the Hansons were like pretty much the precursors to these <laughs> fabulous. They're artists. Like the first time they're on the ice, they beat up people. Even one of them, just when, when he hooks the hockey player, it's almost like a figure skater doing a pirouette. It's amazing, and their main—they all—they all have long hair, and they're flowing in the air because they're always <laughs> skating at full speed. And the absolute yeah. best was when they start that fight, even before while they're warming up <laughs> before the national anthem. Yeah, that's my absolute favorite part <laughs> when they're just standing there, everybody's covered in blood, and then <laughs> you see a close up of the ref. And he's just listening to the song, and he keeps looking back at the Hansons and back at the song, and then he finally just can't stand it. He turns around, 
He's like, all right, one more misstep from me, Hanson, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pinch you, and I'm gonna throw you out of the game. For and the dude just looks at him, and says, I'm listening to the fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> he just shuts up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Hansons are great. I mean, just even their yes. introduction. Oh, fucking so machine good. took my quarter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Hey, I got my quarter hey, back. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, look at this. It's fantastic. I can't think of. There's almost no other set of just brothers that are better in film than the Hansons. <laughs> Maybe Double Impact, but I don't know. I like it's not so much them, but when they're showing up for the first time on the bus. And then the the captain, the guy who wears the helmet, they have like the big mustache. They're fucking horrible looking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, oh look, Brain's gonna go say something. Are you guys brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys brothers? I do like one very oh, actual yeah. legitimate positive thing is how how gung ho they are about playing hockey. And, and Paul Newman's like saying like this half-hearted speech about, oh yeah, we gotta go win, and, it's, and they're like, yeah, fucking right, we gotta go win, guys, come on, let's give it. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> like enthusiasm? We haven't seen that because they were still on the losing streak. Uh, that was actually heartwarming. <laughs> yeah, the Hansons are awesome. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, when when they're in the. When they meet up with the boosters and they're in the hotel and they pull the desk manager over the desk and start beating him with a potted plant. <laughs> well, what do you mean you can't put us in separate rooms? And oh, then when man. he's getting taken to jail, then they say hi to Oglethorpe for me and he's like, Oogie! <laughs> so happy. Uh, oh, so yeah. good. They are great. They're like... Uh, they are Bluto, Bluto from Animal House is what uh, I will equate them to. Yeah, I might have a couple more things to say about them. Mm. Me too. Uh, um, bop. Scott, number three? Yeah, my number three is Denis. <laughs> uh, he's good. He's like the... like. He's the heart. Yeah, like I, I think out of almost anybody, I think his character is the most consistently funny. Throughout the whole thing, it starts off with the interview. Um, and just him, he's always like this weird, like, he never knows what's going on. He's just like perpetually confused by everything. Um, and they do a good job with it. Like, it's mostly not the language barrier. Um, but, uh, like, the. Um, I have my notes here. Um, like, the beginning part you were talking about, Alex, uh, this is probably the second biggest laugh I had in the, the whole movie. Um, the beginning when he's breaking down everything. He's like, yeah. he's like, what happens if you, I think it was like high sick. What happens if you go in for high sick? He's like, oh, then you go and sit in the penalty box for a couple of minutes and then you feel shame. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Like he says, oh, yeah. you sit by yourself for two minutes and you feel shame. <laughs> That's fucking great. And then you get free. free. And then you're free. Yeah. And then you, and then you get free. Like, you're just so like, oh, man. like easy yeah. going about everything. Uh, That's why if you listen to NHL broadcasts, every once in a while the announcer is like, oh, he's in the penalty box. He feels shame. <laughs> I love the part where he's getting coached on how to negotiate with Zation to get traded. Yes. <laughs> now say fucking trade. Now fucking trade me. Now hang up. 
okay. <laughs> <laughs> Call Detroit, tell them bullshit. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> what do I say, Ned? <laughs> Trade me right fucking now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You guys don't know how many of these lines are just said in the locker room. <laughs> Whenever we're like, we're losing, call Detroit, tell them bullshit. <laughs> well, put me on your team, Jeff. Yeah. I'm a big know. sports guy. Well, how did you ask him? I say, who owned a chief? What did he say? <laughs> owns. 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 Yeah. A new and bad. I don't care who owned a chief. I hate it here. <laughs> Allergy make me puke. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, my number. Yeah, just go down. Here. Three. It's my number three also, is Denis. Yeah. Also, got to bring up one more when he's when they're at the <laughs> pharmacy and he's kind of like flirting with the girl behind the counter and they're talking about with the fights or something and she's like, "Oh, were you were you in much pain? Oh no, it hurt like hell." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, all right, so we're back to my number two. Yes. So you mentioned the Hansons in general. Uh, I will just say the Hansons' first shift. I think the very first time I saw this movie, that might have been the hardest I ever laughed as a, <laughs> as, as a person, as a human being, never again. Oh, just... It starts out kind of normal. Like, oh, that's a, that's a rough body check. Oh, okay, that's a trip or a high stick. And then... It just turns into, like, when all the players are leaning over the bench and he just skates by with his stick and just high sticks every single player on the bench. Dude, that was glorious. As you mentioned before, the slap shot to hit the piano player in the head. (laughs) Um, Right out of Billy Madison. At one point, he jumps over the goal to slash a guy. He breaks his stick over his head and he's just holding a little piece of shaft in his hand. (laughs) Oh, God. Were those guys real hockey players? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they were like that violent, but yeah. Oh yeah, they weren't that violent. But those they're all hockey players. And they uh I mean, ever since the movie and once their careers ended, they'll they'll go to anywhere and put on the glasses and the wig and <laughs> perform for for people. Um Listen to the fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> but, so good. But that first shift or that first scene with them, and, then, and it all leads up with, all right, but killer's out. Who's going to step up for him? And they look over at him. You boys ready? And then they do that. That's so good. They do the whatever, the Catholic thing. I don't even know what the hell that's called. Right? Whatever. Yeah, they do the sign of the cross. Sign of the cross. They're good Italian there. boys. They know. They're going to heaven. Hockey heaven. <laughs> And then just everybody, all the other players on the bench watching them. I don't believe my friggin' eyes. Because it's great because Ned, before that, is like, who's going to take his place? And he goes, Jesus. Like, jokingly, he says that. And then they do the side of the cross and they go, wreck shit. Yeah, it's the answer, Jesus. They are. Uh, It's... Yeah, and then the best also, so all that stuff happens in them terrorizing everybody. There's like one where one of the brothers knocks a guy and the other guy follows up with a slash to the midsection. Oh, it's cool. Oh, yeah. Good, good combo, good communication. And then toward the end, they got one of the players goes in front of the net and the defenseman just like gives him a little bit of cr- little cross check. And that's when he just turns around and punches him in the face and they all start <laughs> fighting. 
<laughs> and they get kicked out. And then as they're getting escorted off the ice, they're just like waving to the fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Hansons. So good. All right. That's my number two. Alex. My number two is, I have in my notes, Sleazebag Newman. Yeah. Because he is. I thought you were he, talking about Sleazebagano for a second. <laughs> Eli and Sleazebagano <laughs> Newman. No, because he is such a Sleazebag. It's like a role that I've never seen in Paul Newman before, the first time I saw this movie. Because I've seen him in The Sting, and I've seen him in other stuff. And this one, he's just such a down-to-earth, just run-of-the-muck sleazebag. He's always hitting on wives, trying to get laid and stuff. And I actually, I know, Scott, I think you were saying at the beginning of the podcast that you didn't know whether you liked or didn't like him. I like him because he's so he, he is actually complex, where he's a, kind of a child and he doesn't want to give up hockey, uh, to the point of his detriment, and uh, he, but he still has to hit on like his best player's wife, and he's trying to do the best for what's for his team, but also trying to incite enough violence to make money. And I think his heart was in the right place, and it all comes to a head when he meets with the actual team's owner, <laughs> and when she tells him, "Yeah, oh yeah, spoilers." The owner's a woman, a divorced woman, and she tells them that they're gonna. She's gonna sell the team because it'd be better for her financially because her accountant, her accountant, told her so. Not because she knows. Just oh, my accountant, accountant told me that it'd be better if I fold the team and take the tax loss. And he just, just dead eye. This is Newman at his best. Just stares straight in her eyes. Just goes, "You're fucked." I didn't that get that line, amazing. by the way. You didn't. Which line? You're fucked? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you get it? Like, it seems like a weird thing to tell somebody. No way. Not, <laughs> Not from his point of view. he says right after it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was just revenge. Cussing. <laughs> right, no, but, but like... No, he explain. He literally explains it right after. It's like, you're fucked. We're human beings here. You could sell the team and make money and also make... Right, no, 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 no. But like that, the way... I'm just saying, like, I've never heard that before. Somebody telling somebody that they're fucked unless they were telling him that they were, like, in a bad situation. Oh. I okay, thought it was more no. like you're fucked in the head. Not as yeah, a- no, no, no. I get, I get what he was saying, but I've never heard it used that way before. Mm. It was the 70s. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why I chalked, I chalked it up to that, I guess. <laughs> that was just so good. It was like an iron butt like- line for me. <laughs> <laughs> iron butt. But yeah, for me, that was the biggest payoff for his character. Just looking at that. It's like you could do something and it saves so many livelihoods as a metaphor for like the the steel mills shutting down in Charlestown for the rest of the people. But that she wouldn't do it because, you know, fat cats have to get fatter. Oh, yeah. oh, it was glorious. I love that part. So hats off to you, Newman. Don't break yeah. my legs. I kind of agree. I think other than the point when he starts attacking her ch- her child, <laughs> yeah. that's inexcusable. Seeing, I don't know what. Your son looks that... like a cocksucker. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, your son looks like a fag. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, even in the 70s, that couldn't have been appropriate. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Um, but Let me ask my dad. <laughs> uh, 
like up to that, he was trying to find everybody's pushing his point, their point, right, to get them to the to the edge, and that's why he like this stuff with Ned's wife. He wasn't like he wasn't doing anything with her. He was just doing it to drive Ned crazy. So I don't think he was being a sleazebag. No, nah, I think he was trying to sleep with her. I think he was totally yeah, trying yeah. to bang her. Now, even before the, he started the whole let's start fights on the rink to get more uh, butts in the seat, he was hitting on her. Yeah. I don't think so, because the whole time yeah, he's trying so. to get back with Francine. I don't think so. He's trying to get back no, with her, but he's also trying to bang her at the same he, time. He slept right. with what's-her-face that was a lesbian. Yeah, well, that was, that's the other team's goalie. Who cares? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Hammerhand's goalie. Hammerhand. <laughs> Um, nah, he was a sleaze bag until I mean, eventually, I don't know if he's you know he's still probably sleaze bag, but he found some sort of a conscience by the end of the movie, even though it was kind of misguided. And he was like, oh yeah, if if things don't work out, you know, you come back to me. Uh, it was, no, he was it was still harsh. there because at the end, yeah. once he found out there were scouts there, <laughs> scouts, yeah, they start fighting. Yep. All right, Scott, number two. All right, my number two is the Goon Squad. Uh, we talked a little bit about this already. But, yeah, when they, they get introduced, uh, the, the great introduction that they get, each one of them, you went over, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, it was just cool to see them all come out, and they're all just fucking ridiculous. Uh, my favorite was the, I, I can't remember his name now, but the, the giant Swedish guy, or Norwegian guy. Uh, they're Norwegians, yeah. Mac. I don't think any of them were Norwegians, were they? I don't know. It was just like the guy was fucking huge and he had a big mustache. He had blonde hair and a big mustache. Yeah. Racist. I know. Yeah, <laughs> That's the guy who has the account. donut shop now. Yeah. Uh, the guy's like, I'm going to straighten you out, you little prick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy was fucking huge. Uh, Hi, Yogi. Buy you a soda after Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just the goon squad. We mostly talked about it. But, uh. They'll come out one by one, and yeah, they're all goons. <laughs> all right. Um, my number one, you guys have already mentioned, it's the intro, the interview with Denny Lemieux. Um, <laughs> it, it is. It, it hooks. And like I said, I, I saw this probably in 1990, 92. So it was already an old dated film. Like To get me to watch a 70s movie would be tough. But as soon as it started... And he's, and then just us, this is around the time when I'm learning hockey too, and just him. I seen happen when the puck come down, bang, you know, before the other guys, my arm go up to play stop, but then start up again. <laughs> and, <laughs> you oh, already mentioned the penalty box. You really you feel shame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shame. So, so good. For Great spear, delivery. for high stick. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> you don't slashes, do that. He slashed the enemy. Yeah. You don't do that. That's the rule. Yeah, never, never. So I don't know if you guys know this. You guys probably didn't work this part of. At our old job, we all worked at. There was a tool that, uh, like what uh, the other guys would run. Like after you verified, I went to the next group, and there was a bunch of keywords that if this, the URL had this in there, you should block it. I wrote that, <laughs> and it's called never, never because of that line right there. Okay. Yeah, never, never. And I remember when Adam started working that job and he got that and he saw it he's like is this after slap shot i'm like damn right <laughs> never never against That's the good. rules <laughs> so yeah dating the muse interview uh it's it's thing is of legend i seen mm-hmm. happen the plate stopped the startup you can't write that nope 
if you told me that was all ad lib by both of them, I I would totally believe it. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. All right, Alex, your number one. My number one is just the whole concept of this movie it was a great, just fantastic underdog story. I'm a sucker. Bad News Bears, uh, Mighty Ducks. Not as good as Mighty Ducks, but it, it's just awesome. The coach that's just trying any sleazebag, trying to keep the team alive and their hopes up and uh, doing anything to get seats in the stadium to keep them running. And everybody's just an outsider. Uh, everybody uh, is like respects old school hockey with no goons or everything, but they're going the opposite direction of just going full goon. Yeah, it's just, just great. I mean, I, when I finally show this to my kids, I'm going to have a couple caveats. But it, it's there's some good lessons to learn from this movie. So when your kids are 18, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Aside from, you know, Ralphie's mom's boobs are totally hot. <laughs> it is. All right, Scott, number yep. one. Agreed. Uh, my number one is the Hansons. Uh, we've gone over most of it, but I mentioned my the line that I thought was the second funniest, or that made me laugh the second most, I guess. The, you should, you feel shame. Uh, it was the, I don't know which Hanson it was, but it's the same guy that says, uh, I'm trying to listen to the fucking song. Uh, the young one, right? Yeah, the youngest one. It's, it's when at the, at the end, uh, when Paul Newman comes in and he's like, we're a disgrace. We should be locked up. He says, I'm ashamed. And he looks up and he says, not you, coach. <laughs> oh, that, I was fucking dying. Yeah, so innocent. <laughs> not, innocent. not you, coach. <laughs> it's so oh, good. No. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Yeah, just every, That's good. Yeah, you know, you, we've already gone over like all their stuff, but uh, like I like how this fucking Coke bottle glasses, and then like they get broken, and they still play in those things. Like you see them like the next day, like like a few days later in the movie and they still have the broken glasses. Like, mm-hmm. it is. Good. switched out the frames to be lady frame glasses. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the movie is like, he's, <laughs> they're staring at Ned, like doing the striptease and he punches a guy. I think he punches Ogie <laughs> and then, but Ogie doesn't react to the punch. He just goes back to looking, and then Ed's it's about to punch him again. But then he turns around and he goes down off screen, picks up his pair of glasses, and they look like old style, like pointy lady glasses. I remember that scene. I don't know if they were just broken, his glasses, but just broken or not. No, yeah. they were definitely broken. But I remember the edges had like a little rhinestones and pointy things because they just had to get him fucking glasses. Yeah, there you go. Darn things broken. Do nothing, <laughs> and they're playing their cars in their room. Oh, that's good. Not you, coach. <laughs> oh, you big baby. Not you, yeah. coach. All right. Um, guess that wraps up our list. I just have a couple <laughs> quick uh, audible mentions. All the stuff the fans say always cracks me up. <laughs> you dumb up. You stink. <laughs> Frog pussy. And- the one time when that fight in the stands and Danny the Mew tries to climb the glass and this lady comes with a bottle and yeah. breaks it over his oh, head. Go fuck up, this froggy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. They climbed, yeah, the glass. Back then, 
listeners, the glass was so short that hockey players climb over it. Well, this is minor league or whatever, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. So, oh, fun fact. Awesome. NHL. This guy, he has you. No, it was that guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this oh, happened in an NHL so game. Mike Dilbury, the guy who now like is the guy who talks in between periods and the national games. He's the coach. Before his coach, he was a player for the Boston Bruins, and he went into the stands and beat a guy with his own shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and this Damn. happened. Yeah, probably would have been the '70s. And this, so this happened in an NHL game. Damn. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> other honorable mention is the fashion show. Um, <laughs> so good. Yeah. I'm going to flash him, Joe. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm going to whip my dick out <laughs> yeah. and go here. Everybody except for my wife is going to run screaming. Yep. And you can see off screen, you just hear, ah, the women That screaming. was the best, just having it off screen with everybody <laughs> screaming, like, and now here we have Joe modeling the summers, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. The fantastic. other guy comes out of the locker or the stall and starts laughing. And, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Then, That's just good filmmaking right there, folks. And then one other fun fact for you NHL fans, uh, and even like uh, Orange County guys, so the – Former coach of the Ducks. Bruce yes, Pedro. I was reading this, yeah. He is. He plays on one of the teams, the green team. But he also, Paul Newman's apartment in this was his apartment. Oh, really? Yeah. So this guy now is NHL head coach. Um, but yeah, and back then he was a player in the minor leagues. And he's in the movie as like you know, just a background skater. But his also a lot of the stuff they... Paul Newman would go to him and see how a hockey player lives and stuff like that. And that his apartment was the actual apartment. That they use in the movie. Wow, so, that's cool. Well, fun fact. All right. Um, I just quick couple yeah. honorable mentions for me. Oh yeah, I got one. Um, so uh, for starters, all the rinks look like fucking shitholes except for like one of them. I don't know if that was like a seventies thing or minor league <laughs> hockey thing, but they all look fucking awful. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, real quick. Well, a long time ago, we were playing at this shitty rink in L.A. It was like Harbor City, and it was a dump. And as soon as we start skating on the ice, uh, special guest Matt, he's skating alongside me. He starts going, dun, 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 dun. He singing the music from the movie. I almost died laughing. <laughs> yeah, they're so dumpy in this movie. Oh, um, so there's that, and then... Like middle of the movie with the the boosters are following them around. Uh, the bus driver, his fucking helmet, He's fucking maniac. What the fuck was up with his helmet? It had like a the fucking swastika on it. Yeah, a swastika oh, yeah. and like an SS symbol on the side. I was, was like, what I the fuck? It's like, what is this fucking? Nonsense? And I and it was reading up, what? and that guy like was another like like play, associated with hockey. I forget how, but I'm like, how? How did he show up with that helmet and somebody thought, oh, yeah, that's a good idea? Uh, yeah, that part's... Even in the 70s, in the Jesus Christ. Making it look me. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about the boosters. There's that whole thing. <laughs> Mo picks up one of the girls and starts running away with his tongue sticking out. <laughs> and then that good-looking... I guess he was supposed to be the good-looking blonde guy. He takes yeah. the twins. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and then, then, and then like yeah, every he, scene of the rest of the movie. Much in the movie? <laughs> I think no, he, he talks. Gets, like slashed or high sticked, and the first yeah. thing he does is goes look at the mirror to see what happened to his gorgeous face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny after the twins show up, they're like in every scene after that, yeah. <laughs> with their jeans all up above their belly buttons. Yeah. 
Any more honorable mentions? No, I just I just uh, want, really want to know what's up with the fucking Nazi helmet. Just saying. Yeah, I don't know. It's Damn funny. It. I forgot about that, and I watched it. I was like, oh, God, yeah, yeah that is out of nowhere. <laughs> I had one, but I forgot, so. Sorry. Right, yeah. This show was running long. <laughs> um, Real quick. Uh, uh, rate it. Uh, seven. Perfect movie. Love it. That's it for me. <laughs> Six for me. It's... It, Hilarious from beginning to end. Uh, oh no, yeah, that was my honorable mention. Uh, Brophy, <laughs> like the first game that they play is like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm fucking drunk." <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, if somebody nails me to the boards, I'm gonna piss my pants. And sure enough, <laughs> the movie delivers. Yeah. So that's a six. Uh, that's so, he says I'm shit faced, and I had yeah. no idea what that meant as a kid. I'm like, what do you know what that means? <laughs> Adam's this dad means, had to explain it. It means if uh, you get boarded into the, if you get hit into the board, you'll piss your pants. Uh, uh, five for me. Uh, okay. Denis Lemieux and the Hansons are classic. <laughs> All right. All right. So for our crossover topic, Jesus Christ. Um, real quick, we'll have to go through this pretty quick. Uh, Best in-movie or TV show interviews. So as we talked about, we all love the Denny Lemieux interview. So that's what are going over the crossover topic. I will go first. And my number five is uh, Peter Venkman in Ghostbusters. Oh, shit. Uh, kind of the montage scene. And yeah. then the one line I love is, no job is too big. No fee is too big. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> can't do wrong with bill murray and uh i just love no fee is too big the way he says those those words so that's my number five alex uh my number five is uh when matt gets interviewed by a reporter in the episode d gets set on fire <laughs> because it's like oh yeah this reporter we saw a big accident and this reporter came up to us and matt completely popped he's like oh yeah i went off for 30 minutes about all social injustice that's going on over there and they finally turn on the interview and it's just matt going it's absolutely crazy and then they cut to something else gold (laughs) (laughs) this is from always sunny in philadelphia if you guys didn't know yeah i said always sunny no you didn't did you oh yeah yeah i did (laughs) anyways moving on all right (laughs) Scott. Um, number five. This this list was pretty hard for me, but uh, uh, so I settled on number five, and that is the whole movie, the interview, uh, all the uh, interviews he has. Dave Skylark. No, all the interviews oh. that uh, Dave Franco's character, Dave Skylark, has with Kim Jong Un are hilarious. Oh, that was good. Uh, without going into too yeah. much detail, and uh, the whole honey dicking thing. Yeah, <laughs> he honey dicked you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, number five, the oh, interview. All right, uh, my number. I've never seen the interview, so I can't comment. My oh, number four comes from uh, another sports movie, and this would be the interview with one Clubber Lang. Oh, that's and good. Asked him to make Dang. a prediction for the fight, and his <laughs> response is pain. Pain. Rocky three. Watch wrong. it. There it is. That's my number four. Alex. My number four is from Scrubs when uh, the the main characters, JD and Turk, got interviewed like all of a sudden because they had to save somebody's life. <laughs> they were going on the way to some somewhere, but they had to save somebody's life. <laughs> now, <laughs> they're, they're like, all right, you have to save somebody's life. So why do you have so many ones rolled up? 
in a big wad. <laughs> it's like, oh, because that's, we were taking all these ones, uh, singles to uh, to donate them to uh, needy women because <laughs> they had to save somebody's life, but they were on their day off on their way to a strip club. And so the reporter kind of stopped them on the way. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Was, Scott, what's your number four? It's Lace. <laughs> and I mean that. Uh, so my number four is uh, The Office. The whole thing is just pretty much them being interviewed, um, like oh, in between everything going on. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Uh, even though you never really hear the questions. Um, so yes, The Office. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Sorry, I missed it. My number three, we've reviewed this movie before. It's the interview with Dante from Grandma's Boy. <laughs> Damn it, that's my number three, too. <laughs> and <laughs> I, so good. I forget this. Uh, blah, 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 stuff. And he goes, what did I see? Look, I went to the king of the fucking jungle. Uh, that's the <laughs> yeah, line that I always nearly shit me. my pants. Um, so that's my same. number three. Add yeah, to same it, for me. Okay. Number three, Scott. Uh, number three is going back to Vankman. Uh, from Ghostbusters 2 when he's on World of the Psychic um, and there's some some funny lines in this and the way he keeps looking at the camera after he says everything uh, but the, the funniest one is when the girl gives the, the date when the world's going to end and it's Valentine's Day like 2016 and Vagman says Valentine's Day bummer <laughs> and he looks at the camera yeah, that's good nice that's good um, all right, my number two is from a TV show. This is Al Bundy, Married to Children. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I should have gotten a Bundy. I think, I think, I think <laughs> this might have been number one, Jeff. Go ahead. And uh, their interview, uh, Roy Firestone is interviewing Al. Imagine it's in his Al Bundy's imagination. Peg Bowl's a perfect game, so Al's pissed. And anyway, he's interviewing him, and he's like, Al, <laughs> if you could predict, pick one word to describe you, what would it be? Winner. <laughs> yeah, it's my number one. <laughs> That's so good. So. It's just Ed O'Neill's delivery. Yeah. Is that the same one where he like also imagines like rescuing a bunch of like stuff from burning building? I think it is. I think so too. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, what do you have to be when you rescue a bunch of people? Well, it's like a winner. Yeah, so I think they come That's home good. and just sitting on the couch, but with no TV on, just imagine. yeah, yeah. Like, he's in, it's he's one of the few insane. times where they actually show the TV in the. Yeah, uh, fake wood paneling <laughs> wall on there. It's like, yeah. Um, all right, uh, Alex, your number two. My number two is from Talladega Nights. Will Ferrell as Ricky Bobby, and he, after his first win uh, in racing, he does this interview, and he's not used to fame. So, <laughs> on camera, he, he he's answering questions, but he's also, for inexplicable reasons, raising both of his hands up to eye level. <laughs> No, you don't need to raise up your hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> he just keeps raising them up <laughs> all the way up to his face. It's hilarious. It's as much an audible joke as it is a visual joke. It's it's perfect. Go watch it, people. <laughs> all right, Scott, number two. Uh, number two is from Running Man. No. Uh, when Killian goes into the audience and he asks <laughs> the, the little old lady. Oh, Charlie's mom. Really? I don't Charlie, know. Charlie, Charlie Day's mom from Always Sunny. She's one of the audience members. Okay. Yeah. Well, Killian goes up there and asks this this old lady who she's gonna like put money on, and she says Ben Richards, and she's like, or Killian says, "No, you, 
Like you need to bet on one of the uh, whatever they oh, call one it. of the runners. One of the, oh no, the stalkers. Yeah, or whatever they call no, it. One of the and, stalkers. And <laughs> she says, "No, I can do what I want." The boys, one mean motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Fucking awesome. As a kid, that was like best thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my number two. Yeah, that wasn't Charlie's mom. Charlie's mom was earlier in the yeah uh, in the movie. Yeah, but, but she was in there. Yeah. Um, my number one. I know we don't like to do this, but I had to put Slapshot on here. It's an interview with Denny Lemieux at the beginning of the movie. Um, it's too good not to put on the list. So <laughs> that's my number one. Uh, Alex. My number one is, I'm unjustifiably placed in a position <laughs> I'd rather not be. Oh, yeah. Because I'm the cream. And the cream rises to the top. God, I can't Macho Man, be. Randy Savage, and pretty much almost anybody in the old WWF. Nothing means old. nothing. Any, any WWF, WWE. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a good one. Nothing awesome. means nothing. Hey, nothing means nothing. And nothing means nothing, champ. What do you mean by that? Such a great just the look cream, it up on YouTube right? people. Or uh better yet, you look up our episode on Racho Ma- Macho Man Randy Racho Man Hunshot first. Racho Racho Man Rancho Man Randy Savage on Hunshot first. Racho <laughs> yeah, number Rancho one. Ran. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh Scott. <laughs> uh, my number one was uh Married with Children, Al Bundy winner. <laughs> winner. <laughs> Such good delivery. All right, let's quickly go. Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Uh, why are baseball players so bad at farming? Why are baseball players so bad at farming? I don't know, but is having the worst farm system in baseball really that bad? Because, I mean, I didn't know they were into agriculture on the off season. Well, you see, if you don't grow enough crops, then you won't be ready for baseball season when it comes around. Uh, is that what field is... Of dreams was about yes. with the cornfield. They had more than enough corn, uh, and then bring ghosts. And yes, and then he became like the president of corn or something. I don't know. Is that why? Yes, to keep baseball yes. alive. And that's how past. you get your cups of coffees. Yes, mm, uh, get cups of coffee. Cups, coffee. cups of coffee. So uh, some serious baseball news. Uh, <laughs> um, Wait, that wasn't serious. Yeah. I read that article, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, some serious baseball news for anybody that's uh, is a. Montreal Expos fan, or Los Angeles Angels fan, uh, Vladimir Guerrero is in the Hall of oh, Fame, yeah. and he's going in as an angel. It's all pretty rad, so I just want to toss that out there. Uh, he got in there with Chippa, uh, Chippa Jones, Trevor Hoffman, and Jim Tomey. But yeah, Vladdy, Vladdy's in. It's pretty awesome. Big well, Daddy Vladdy. Yep. I hear baseball has been very, very good to him. It has. Mm-hmm. Apparently. All right. It's time for Nim News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Um, scrolling down here. So you talk about a Marvel movie. I swear to God, I'm going to exit this <laughs> So a little, Marvel news a little bit of Marvel news. <laughs> Black uh, Panther. Man, can't wait. Uh, no. So <laughs> keep oh, this quick. I really can't wait. Uh, there's news that, that <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Reynolds has been tapped to like, produce a new version of clue uh oh yeah that's right so that could be interesting i guess that movie's fairly old at this point uh no because i heard isn't the director of deadpool gonna do clue also i haven't 
Read that much into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, thought, no I thought that was. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! I, bet, I hope Tim Curry's in, involved somehow. Too soon. I don't think he's doing too. Is he alive? Uh, he's, he's not doing well. I know yeah, that. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, damn! I didn't hear about this. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, some purge for Tim Curry, bro. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I I I greatly enjoyed the original Clue. In fact, I'd like to do a podcast on these days. Maybe I'll add it to my list. Um, so there's that. Um, John Cena has been tapped to play Duke Nukem. <laughs> yeah, I heard about this. So, like, well, so on one hand, that's actually like perfect casting. Yes. On the other hand, there's no way this could be good. No, it's not the '90s. Uh, play who? This, Alex laughed is... over your line when you said it. John Cena. Yeah. yeah playing who? Duke Nukem. Uh, oh, sorry, Jeff. In three dimensions. Well, I sorry. couldn't hear it, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Uh, so, just interesting bit of v- movie slash video game news. Uh, it's just the thought of that a Duke Nukem movie coming out in this political climate. It's like, oh my god. Well, I mean, most of it, like Duke Nukem, is he's like ripping off movie lines from other like things, right? So, 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 like, how does it work? Recent- if you're just coming up with original stuff, like, I don't. And if you play the actual recent release of Duke Nukem, I mean he's getting blown by twins. It's like, well, that's even He's getting oh, he's getting oh, blown by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Yeah. That's pretty That impressive. sounds like uh pretty musty anyways. <laughs> uh so so there's that. Um and finally a quick review. I watched Brawl on Cell Block ninety nine starring Vincent Vaughn. Uh it wasn't good. <laughs> Old Vince Vaughn? Old Vinny. Uh, it was not a good movie. Um, mm. I, I guess some people, have, I guess it garnered pretty good reviews, but I just wasn't that into it. It was uh, it turned into this like weird B exploitation prison movie, but without all the the cool nudity that usually follows that. Like, uh, <laughs> you didn't see enough dong. No, not even a little. <laughs> like in Fortress. No. So uh, yeah, it was it was kind of weird. He's Fucking huge in this movie, by the way. Uh, Vinny got in shape. Uh, so yeah, that's that's it for me, uh, Jeff. Do you have anything you want uh, to talk about? No. <laughs> no. 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 I can't think of anything. I haven't really been watching uh, much much stuff. So no. All right, Alex. Uh, nope, I'm good. All righty. All right. Uh, Way to finish strong, gentlemen. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.